Hey, welcome to Book Nerdigans with Akila, your weekly book chat featuring all the book recommendations, reviews, and book nerd shenanigans you could ever want. Let's get into it. Hey, bookworms. Welcome back to Book Nerdigans. It's your girl, Akila. Be sure to follow me at the underscore butterfly underscore bibliophile on Instagram. And you can follow me on TikTok at butterfly underscore bibliophile. So let's talk books. This week has not been a good week for me at all. I have not been able to read my books the way I want to. Life has been happening, work, school, everything, just playing catch up with all of that. And I've been putting my reading on the back burner. I have tried to do a little bit of reading, but it has not been as much as I want to. But that's okay. I've accepted that. And we're just going to read a lot more over the weekend than what I was able to do this past week. But let's talk about what I have been trying to read. First up, Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. This book is about a mermaid named Semi who is tasked with ferrying lost souls to the other side. That's all she's supposed to do. Semi is not supposed to do anything else but ferry those souls over yonder. That's it. But what does she do? She breaks the one rule and she decides to actually save someone. And she doesn't realize that this is going to put not just her, but all of her fellow mermaids who are tasked with this one job in danger. So she goes on this adventure to try and make things right. Now, I have not gotten too far into this book. I think the last page I was on might have been maybe page 35. I really have not gotten that far and it's so sad. I feel so upset about this because I really want to like this book. I do. I just haven't been able to sit with it the way I want to and the slow build of it was kind of getting on my nerves. So I ended up putting it to the side anyway, despite the fact that I do want to get into it. I am definitely going to go back to it, but because I guess I just need to get my mind wrapped around the fact that it's moving a little slow for me, I just need to wrap my mind around that and then I'll get back to it. So I'm hoping like over the weekend, I'll be able to make a bigger dent in that book because I really do want to enjoy this book. I've been sitting on this book for a long time, mostly because I was waiting for the sequel for it to come out because I like to binge read. So hopefully I'll be able to get into it a little bit more this weekend. And the other book that I've been trying to read this week is called Daughter of the Pirate King by Trisha Levenseller. Now this book came out a few years ago, I believe around 2018, 2019. And I put it on my list when it first came out. And I said I would go back to it when, you know, I had more time for it. And about a few months ago, everybody was raving about it on Bookstagram, TikTok, um, I was about to say Twilight, Twitter, all the social media platforms you can possibly think of. And I said, is this book really as good as everybody is making it seem? And I finally decided to, okay let's go ahead and buy the book, see what's going on. Like I said, it's been sitting on my list forever, right? And lo and behold, naturally, wonderfully, the moment I decided to finally give this book a chance, I find that they released last month a special edition 
of this book. And the special edition, you know, comes with all the usual stuff you'd expect. Uh, foil designs on the cover jacket, so beautiful, sprayed edges of the paper, in paper maps, and it comes with a ribbon bookmark. I said, oh, we definitely have to get this now, if not just for reading, but for, you know, the book collection for the aesthetically pleasing edition it's going to make to my bookshelves. Of course we have to get this book. So bought the book, it came in the mail on Tuesday, and I was so glad I ordered it because the moment I got it, I dove right into it, and I'm so glad I did. And this book is just all adventure, and I can tell there's going to be a little bit of romance. I haven't gotten very far into it, naturally, but what I have read of it so far is very, very fun. And I love it so far. You know, we all love a good pirate story. Right now, I'm about 100 pages through it. And I love it. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. It is about this 17-year-old pirate captain named, named Alosa. And she is on the hunt for this legendary treasure map. And her father, the Pirate King, sends her on the hunt for this map. But in order to get the map, she has to become, she has to be deliberately captured by enemy pirates. Which, of course, being this top-notch young pirate captain that she is, she's able to succeed at doing. Now, the only thing that's standing in her way of finding this legendary treasure map that is going to lead to this allegedly um this alleged treasure trove is the first mate of this enemy ship his name is Raiden and he is the brother of this very evil captain of this pirate ship his the evil captain his name is Draxon and it's i can just tell it's just it's like from the start of it First of all, let me even, it's not even like the start of the actual story that really, of course, caught my attention. Now, if you grew up with Pirates of the Caribbean, you know what I'm talking about here. And I, when I say grew up with it, I mean, you were a kid when the first movie came out and you have been hooked on Captain Jack Sparrow ever since, Okay. This book starts off with the famous quote by Captain Jack Sparrow. Let us not, dear friends, forget our dear friends, the cuttlefish. And of course, he says that in the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I saw that quote at the very beginning of the book and I said, oh my goodness, no, you did not pull out this Jack Sparrow quote. Probably one of my favorite ones because you're sitting, because when you watch that, even now to this day, that's, that line still kills me because I'm like, Jack, what are you talking about cuttlefish for? But at the same time, I'm just like, he makes so much sense. So just, you know, throwing all the pirates in there together. And I can't remember who said it, but somebody called the main character, Alosa, the female Captain Jack Sparrow. So, of course, I'm going to love this book. Like I said, I'm 100 pages into it. I love it so far. I'm loving the adventure. I'm loving the the dynamic that's going on between the first mate Raiden and Alosa and you can I already know that they're gonna somehow find their way in love with each other and he's like he's already showing me that he wants to protect her even though he knows that she's up to something 
I just, and I love it so far. So I'm definitely, in addition to Skin of the Sea, I'm definitely going to get through Daughter of the Pirate King. If you have not read Daughter of the Pirate King yet, please go and pick up a copy of it. I definitely recommend picking up the special edition that you can find on Amazon.com because it's just a beautiful edition. I mean, who would not want sprayed edges and foil cover designs and all the fanciness that you get with a special edition? Who would not love that? Speaking of special editions, after I ordered the special edition of Daughter of the Pirate King, I found the sequel, Daughter of the Siren Queen. They have a special edition for that one coming out. That doesn't come out until July 25th, but you already know what I did. I went ahead and pre-ordered that, so we're waiting on that now. So it'll be here by the time I finish reading the Daughter of the Pirate King. So I'm excited about that. It also led me to Vengeance of the Pirate Queen, also by Trisha Levenseller. That special edition of that book, though, doesn't come out until November 7th. But I went ahead and pre-ordered that one, too. Might as well have the whole collection, right? Right. Um, I don't even know what that one is about, Vengeance of the Pirate Queen. I have no idea what it's about. I believe it's a spinoff. Still takes place in the same world as Daughter of the Pirate King. I just have no idea what it's about. But I ordered it anyway because bookworms, you know that's how we do it. Um... But once I did that, I went on this book buying binge. I went on a book haul and I ended up pre-ordering all of these books. I don't know what's going on in the book world. I really don't pay attention to this type of stuff. But Amazon.com, for whatever reason, they have all these special editions of various books coming out. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the publishers are up to, what y'all are doing, but I'm loving it. So I ended up on an online book buying spree, just pre-ordering books that look good and sounded good. Uh, One of those books is called Sanctuary of the Shadow by Aurora Asher. That doesn't come out till January 10th. Once again, I have no idea what it's about, but the cover was amazingly beautiful. Um, Another one is called The Last One by Rachel Housel Hall. That comes out on February 7th. Now, that author I've definitely heard of. She's an African-American author. I have not read any of her other books. Um, But I remember I looked her up and I realized, I said, oh, I have another one of your books on my list. It's called These Toxic Things. I need to go ahead and read that one. So I put that back on my list and I ordered that one too. I ordered the Kindle version of that one. That way I could, you know, just dive right into that one right away. Another one I ordered is called The Eternal Ones by Namina Forna. It comes out February 13th. Now, The Eternal Ones is book three of the Gilded Ones trilogy. I guess I'm late to the party, but I didn't realize that series was supposed to be a trilogy. I thought it was just a duology. I have both of those books in my Kindle library. I've yet to read them because you know time life things happen that just haven't gotten around to it it's actually on my tbr to read very very soon but i didn't know there was a third book in that uh series coming out i thought it was just a duology imagine my surprise when i found out it's a third book i said oh well okay we need to go ahead and get that pre-order so i got that pre-ordered that doesn't come out 
until uh February 13th as I said but we will be prepared and that will be coming um saw another edition of the special edition new book that's coming out called Blood Guard by Ceci Robson unfortunately I did not take note of when that comes out but I know it doesn't come out until next year don't know what it's about pre-ordered it anyway because it just the cover like I just I just have this thing about the covers you know they say don't judge a book by its cover but lord knows we all do it and those covers are beautiful they really are and finally I ordered book 22 of the Black Dagger Brotherhood called The Beloved now that is by J.R. Ward I automatically pre-order all of her books. The books, especially of the Black Dagger Brotherhood, all of those get pre-ordered because that is just... <laughs> I mean, if you know about Black Dagger Brotherhood and you know about the brother and you know about those characters, you already know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. If you don't, oh my goodness, we're going to talk about that. On another episode, that one is coming up very, very soon. So keep an eye out for that. You definitely want to follow, subscribe to my podcast in order to get more, learn more, and improve your reading life when you hear me talk about the Black Dagger Brotherhood. But moving on from my ridiculous book haul, I want to talk about something just a little bit more serious. Of course, still book related. But this is something I definitely want to talk about. Um, so I had a talk with an author earlier this week. Her name is Butterfly Brooks. And she's been writing books for a few years now. I feel like it's been forever. And she writes what would be considered quote unquote urban fiction, African-American fiction. Her genre also in, like expands toward, you know, contemporary fiction. It'll have suspense in there and romance all up and through her books, right? So I had a talk with her earlier this week, Miss Butterfly Brooks, and I love talking to her. I've known her my whole life and I love talking with her. She's a beautiful, beautiful soul full of nothing but fire, all sass, just beautiful, beautiful soul of a woman, right? So had a talk with her earlier this week. We talked about, you know, life, caught up, laughing, joking around. Of course, we talk about books and she tells me all the tea all the tea about all of this drama that is going on about all of these authors and their books and their ventures and this that and the third she gives me all the tea I'm not gonna give any details about that tea that's between me and her but the tea was boiling okay and it was just a wonderful wonderful conversation I love talking with her um in addition to all of that, we also talked about, of course, her books. Now, she has been telling me for 20 million years, okay, Keela, when are you going to read my books? Why have you not read my books yet? I know, I know, 
How could I not have read her books yet? I know, trust me, I'm slapping myself all the time for it. But I have not read her books. So sad. I feel like she's holding it against me, but I also know that she'll get over it because she knows me and she knows that her books are typically not, you know, the genre that I would read on a regular basis. However, she's always trying to tell me, read my books, you're going to love these books. So during our conversation earlier this week, she begins after, you know, spilling all of the book tea and book drama she could give me to last a lifetime. After we talk about all of that, we end up talking about her books, um, basically in comparison to the conversation that we were having anyway. And her books are just so imaginative and so creative, but she's always been that way, of course. So I would expect nothing less from the stories that she writes. But as she's telling me about her books, about the love that is in there, the characters, the drama, um, for me, mostly because I'm a romance lover, that is what I focus on. And she tells me all about this character, Apollo, and how he has just been searching for his love and you know he goes through from woman to woman just looking in all the wrong places but the love he was what he was looking for was waiting right there for him right in front of his face she tells me that and I say oh my goodness I feel so crazy and so ridiculous because I have not read this book yet and she's been telling me for years I can't even tell you how many times she said it and more than likely she's listening right now. I know she's listening right now. She's probably saying, hello, duh, I've been telling you this forever. But we talk about this and it gets me thinking about reading her books finally, right? So I do the thing that I always do when I'm interested in a new book. I look up the author, I look up um, all of their works, everything. So I find the story that she told me about Apollo and it's called The Song of a King, Apollo's Discord. And, you know, just as a sidebar as well, she also co-writes with the author Thaddeus Kane. They are actually partners together, husband, wife, all that good jazz. And they often collaborate together on their stories as well. And I look up this book, I read the synopsis, and I'm like, this book, like the story, the premise is right up my alley. And I cannot believe, I have to say this, I cannot believe I've never read her books. And I feel, I feel so bad. I can feel Miss Butterfly Brooks. I can feel her soul from a distance right now in this moment. I know she's saying, mm-hmm, I tried to tell you, but she wouldn't listen to me though. That's exactly how she would say it too. I can hear it right now. It's like it's like she's sitting right next to me and I can hear her saying it, even though she's like some odd number of miles away from it, right? But I looked this up and I finally decided, you know, I'm actually gonna read her books and Thaddeus Kane's books as well. Their books. I'm finally gonna read their books. I already put them in my cart and everything. I'm finally gonna read them. I don't know when, but it's definitely going to be over the next week or so. I'm going to dive into their books because you know what got me thinking and rethinking the genres of books that I read and how much I actually don't travel so far out of my reading comfort zone so to so to speak and 
I remembered how important it is to read outside of your reading comfort zone because, you know, it opens you up to whole new ideas and adventures and, you know, how it is when you read a book. It's like watching a movie, but it's only playing in your head. And I can't tell you how many times I've read a book and wished it was a movie or I've gotten it confused with the fact that it is a movie. You know, you sit up there, you're thinking about this book. You're like, hmm, I need to go watch that movie. And then you spend all this time looking. I'm like, wait, why can't I find this movie? And then you're like, well, duh, because it was a book. Books, by the way, are always better than the movie. If you don't know, now you know. So to further expand on books being better than the movies and to also expand on reading outside of your comfort zone. Um, I never used to read mystery or thriller novels or stories. Never wanted to read them. I was always afraid of being scared of them. Um, just like I'll, I don't have any intentions as of now to read horror stories. You know, other than Edgar Allan Poe, because he's Edgar Allan Poe. You just, you read Edgar Allan Poe. You have to. So, but that's beside the point. But I decided to read um, a mystery, a thriller, years ago. Years ago, back in 2013, I believe, is when I first read Sworn to Silence by Linda Castillo. And I'm so glad I did because it was definitely different than any other book I'd read up until that point. Up until that, I was only reading romance and I was reading uh, fiction and a little bit of fantasy. I was starting trying to get into uh, fantasy, at least, you know, the young adult side of fantasy. And the reason Linda Castillo heart came across my radar is because back in 2013 I watched uh I watched a lot of Lifetime and a commercial for this movie called an Amish murder came on the TV on the Lifetime channel and the first thing I noticed of course about this was it was talking about how this movie is going to be based on a book and I said oh okay if it's going to be based on a book then we need to read the book before we can watch the movie because, as I said, the books are always better than the movies. Now, I knew going in that this was going to be a new genre for me. Because, like I said, never really cared to read mysteries or thrillers. Because I was terrified of those things. I was afraid it was going to have me up at night scared of the dark. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it before then. But I decided, you know, we're going to take a chance. We're going to read this book so I can watch the movie, okay? And see how much they're going to change the movie from the book, okay? And Lord, did they change it, but I'm going to get into that. So I picked up Sworn to Silence back in 2013. And I'm so glad I picked it up because Sworn to Silence, book number one in Linda Castillo's Kate Burke Holder series, was phenomenal to me it was it didn't feel like it, it was definitely a thriller but it definitely didn't feel like the type of story that would keep me up at night and scared of my own shadow it felt like law and order and I'm not talking about SVU I'm not talking about what's the other ones uh criminal intent and uh Los Angeles and all them other ones no I'm talking about like OG 
Law and Order, okay? The OG Law and Order, okay? That's with Chris Noth and Jerry Orbach and all those, the OGs, okay? That's what it felt like because it felt like a police procedural. And it was because Kate Burkholder is the chief of police in this quiet rural town called Painters Creek, Ohio. And what makes her so unique as a police chief is she used to be Amish. And Painters Creek, Ohio, um, in the story is, you know, is a mixture of Amish and non-Amish residents. So she has to figure out a way to kind of bridge the gap between the Amish and the non-Amish, right? And I was, I was so impressed by the, uh, the depth and the research that was done to write this book, you know, following like police procedures and all the technical terms and different criminal investigation departments and agencies that are around and I'm like this is a this is a lot this is interesting and it was really really good the book was really good and once I finished the book I was so ready to watch the movie an Amish murder I probably finished the book right before an Amish murder premiered on Lifetime and I was so glad that I read the book before I saw the movie because the movie was decent but it left out a lot of key details that that was in the book and I understand you know like why they had to do it because you know with lifetime movies they kind of have to you know condensing down a little bit right but it left out so many key details and changed some things around from the book and I was like I understood it but I was like you're missing something you're not like really getting into the psyche of you know the the main character Kate Burkholder and the psyche of the killer she was hunting down so um, it just, it left out a lot of stuff. It left a lot to be desired, but the book was really good. And once I read Sworn to Silence, I was hooked onto the rest of the series. Like there was no going back for me when it came to that series. And honestly, when it comes to that genre of thrillers and mysteries, so much so that um, I started reading Walter Mosley as well. Now I know I guess to, in the book community and to me, he is he is like the the king of thriller, the king of mystery and everything. Um, made me get into him as well, so I'm so glad like it opened my horizons to that. So, um, just to you know, like I said, brief synopsis, just on Sworn to Silence because that is book one in the Kate Burkholder series, as I mentioned before. Um, and as I said, police chief Kate Burkholder, she's formerly Amish in this little rural town in Ohio. And she's, you know, trying to bridge the gap between the Amish and the non-Amish. And while she's doing that, she is trying to solve these brutal murders that are possibly being done by a former serial killer who disappeared from the Painters Creek area 15 years ago, Right. Now, while trying to do all of this, Kate Burkholder is holding on to her own dark secrets from her own from her past. And she's trying to keep those secrets buried as much as possible without, you know, you know, getting herself into trouble and giving too much away. But as the story goes on, you know, she comes to realize, like, you know what, I might have to actually release some of these secrets, reveal some of these secrets. But who am I going to reveal them to and what's going to happen when I do? Because at the end of the day, she's still saying to herself, 
I need to find this killer and I need to find this killer before he can kill again. So it was a really, really great book to read. And it's an awesome series. And I, I feel like Linda Castillo, she really does a good job portraying the character of Kate Burkholder and um, everything that she has to go through. It's a lot of, it is a, definitely a lot of drama and it is, it is basically a whodunit. And it's always some type of twist and turn that you really never see coming. And then when it does come, you're like, oh my goodness, it was them? That person did it? Are you serious? Why? And then it's it's just a really, really good one. So if you have not read the Kate Burkholder series, definitely get into it. It's a very, very good series. It's not too gory, not too dark or anything, but it is definitely a read that you don't want to miss. And as I said before, book 15 in that series just came out this past Tuesday. And I've already got my copy waiting on me, so... Go ahead and get your copy too, in addition to all the other books that come before it, okay? Don't read book 15 before you read the first 14, okay? All right. As long as y'all understand that part. So, but saying all that to say, definitely important to expand your reading horizons, get out of your reading comfort zone and explore different genres, come in full circle, which is why I'm finally, finally, finally going to read the books by the author Butterfly Brooks and her co-writer Thaddeus Kane. I'm finally going to get into those books as well. And so should you if you're looking to expand your reading horizons a little bit. I definitely recommend it. All right, y'all, but that's all I got for y'all this week. I will be back and I hope you will be back next week. Oh, and did I forget to mention, I finally caved in and bought the book Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. So maybe we'll look into reviewing that next week. You'll just have to tune in to find out and find out if the hype is really worth it about Fourth Wing. I see y'all next week. Happy reading, loves.